This episode is brought to you by Allstate. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings vary and are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Yo, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Spark Plug Podcast, Episode 8. This is going to be a much smaller episode for a couple of reasons. Number one, um, we're having more difficulties in terms of my internet, um, and that's getting in the way of a lot of things. But that did not stop us from getting this uh, full um, 14, or I guess 15 through 30 mock draft to you guys. We are all in this and recording our lines. Um, you're going to hear Trey and Andrews for uh, 15 through 30, and then you're going to hear my 15 through 30 in some sort of order. But I just wanted you guys to know that. And we're really excited for the draft. Um, hope your guys' team selects well. You know, probably 90% of these podcast listeners of you guys are Thunder fans. So hopefully we do well. I know we will impress till we trust got confidence in him but anyways i just want to jump right into the mock draft so let's get right into it okay to start off the non-lottery in the first round with the 15th pick um to charlotte i have tari eason um it's just very no-brainer to me he has a very very high um, to me, like just reading off his stats and reading off um, his projections and reading off everything about him, he just screams crazy, crazy good 3 and D um, player. Um, his projected three-point percentage on Tankathon is a little bit north of 35%, and he has a crazy long wingspan. He's six foot eight. Um, he can play the three or the four, um, maybe even a tad, tad bit of small ball five, especially when that three ball starts to work out. Um, with the 16th pick, Atlanta, I got Jalen Williams out of Santa Clara. He has a seven foot two and fourth of an inch wingspan at six foot five. Um, he's a little bit older at 21, but the Hawks are—I wouldn't say in a win now mode—but they're they want to start pushing for more of those conference finals pushes like they did season before last. Still very weird saying last season already, but um, he's 21, like I said. Very high wingspan. Um, Obviously, with that long of a wingspan, there comes high defensive potential. He's labeled as a small forward, but he's also uh, 6'5", almost 6'6". So he could play some two-guard next to Trey Young, maybe, you know. Um, I've not watched film on Jalen Williams, but just with that frame, you could see some two and three. Um, And I just really think Trey Young needs a good defensive backmate. I I think that's very well known um, in most places. But moving on to 17, um, I really like for Houston possibly a Ty Ty Washington, which may be a reach for some people. But in my opinion, I like Ty Ty because um, you don't want to take a Walker Kessler in this area because they just traded a big due to a log jam and they're going to take Paulo. So that doesn't really solve the log jam if you take another one. That just defeats the whole purpose of trading Christian Wood in the first place. So here, I'm going to go with, as I said, Ty Ty Washington um, in Kentucky. He was going to be a lottery pick, in my opinion, until he went down with a couple of ankle injuries. And um, that really derailed him, and he had a really bad 
outing towards the end of the season. I, I believe it was the tournament game. Yeah, it was the tournament game when they got upset. He shot terrible, and his injuries plagued him. He had some really great games at Kentucky, and I watched Kentucky. I'm a Kentucky fan, so I seen him play. He was really good, and he was a projected lottery pick when I checked. He was like 13, but that was before all the injuries and all that. So I think this could be a really good steal for Houston. And a spark plug guy off the bench. Shout out spark plug podcast. <laughs> but at 18, the Bulls, um, this one's tough. This one's tough for me. Um, I think the Bulls obviously need defense. And I think a Walker Kessler would be a nice pickup for them. Because... Their backup big is Tony Bradley, and they really need a guy that can protect the rim because Vucevic is not the best rim protector. And at seven foot one, Walker Kessler, two hundred fifty six pounds, he's a big old boy. Almost, he's over seven foot four when it comes to the wingspan. Um, probably not going to shoot the three ball, but he can block a shot. Um, his defensive win shares are really high. Defensive box plus minus is really high. Um, his turnovers are very low. Just a lot of great things from Walker Kessler. He's extremely efficient, over 60% from the field. I like that pick for the Bulls. At 19 for Minnesota, obviously a team trying to make the jump from play-in team to playoff team, which they did this year. They were a playoff team. But they want to be more comfortable in that position and closer to the playoffs than they were and have more of a cushion. So for me, they're more in a win-now mode, basically, and for them, I really, really, really like the acquisition of. For Minnesota, I really like EJ Lydell at Ohio State. He's a little bit older again. He's a junior, but he's a six-seven with basically a seven-foot wingspan. Um, his defensive win shares and ratings were kind of low, but he can shoot the ball. Um, you know, he's at least respectable um, in college. Shot thirty-seven percent, and. Um, Average 2.6 blocks a game. Defensive win shares and ratings being low could possibly be a concern. But at the same time, the blocks are very promising. And I think he could help Carl Towns protect the rim a lot um, in the non-Jared Vanderbilt minutes. Which is kind of who he reminds me of, except you know he can shoot the ball. So that's exciting for me in terms of for Minnesota. So moving on to number 20 with San Antonio, I don't think they take Ty Ty Washington, which is what they're mocked, as I already had um, I had the Rockets taking Ty Ty. Um, so for me, in my opinion, I could definitely see the Spurs taking a guy like Nikola Jovic to round out that for- forward spot. Um, he's 6'11", and... The Spurs have no true fours besides Zach Collins. And in my opinion, that's just not going to cut it, judging off how Zach Collins has played. So, Jovic is really a project player. Um, in his league, he averaged 12 points on 41%, 31% from three, averaged three turnovers a game, 3.6 assists, 4.8 boards. He's very, very young, 19 years old. He's a project player. And, not to mention, um, he fits the timeline very well with um, Joshua Primo, very close in age to each other. So, you know, fits the timeline and fits the mold of very young, um, very, very young project player, just like Josh Primo was when they drafted him. He was the youngest player in the NBA. So I like that pick for San Antonio a lot as well. Um, for next, Denver with the 21st pick. 
Um, I feel like they need defense, man. Like they need they need they need defense in the backcourt. I mean, they they kind of need defense in a couple spots. Like Aaron Gordon's really good. Nikola Jokic improved a lot, but he can only do so much when he's scoring every bucket. But I think that's going to get better with Jamal and MPJ coming back whenever they do. But they still need defense in the backcourt, in my opinion. You know, they lost Gary Harris a couple years back. That didn't exactly help the situation. Maybe that was just last year. Yeah, because that was the Aaron Gordon trade. So maybe that was just um, season before last. But, you know, they, they lost Gary Harris. That didn't help the defense at all. But, um, again, I just want to disclaim, I'll be a lot more educated on the draft this next year. I'll get to watch a lot more film. Um but, you know, I'm still making these picks quite educated, but I'm, you know, not like, I'm not on as much, I didn't get to watch as much footage as I would have liked to for this draft, but I watched a lot, but I want to watch more next year. Just wanted to say that, but still very confident in these picks. So I like Dale, Dale and Terry a lot, um, Six seven. gosh, man, there's a lot of tall guards in this this class. He's labeled as a shooting guard slash point guard. He's 19, basically 20, though. Um, seven foot, almost seven foot one wingspan. Um, good defensive box plus minus. Um, defensive wind shares, defensive rating, wingspan, obviously. Um, and he, he's still only 20. So I like this pick for Denver a lot. Um, wingspan, high defensive wind shares, high defensive rating. A lot of defensive upside there. And um, he shot the ball 36% from three. Um and Jokic can always elevate his teammates on offense, and it's really important for him to have help on the defensive end of the floor as well, along with Jamal Murray needing help and all the other guys out there. So, moving on to 22. I really like Memphis a lot, you know. With such a young star and a young core, they were the second seed in the Western Conference. Such such good um, vibes moving forward from this team. Their players, they all want to be there. Um the coach, they, you know, from everything heard, the star loves the coach, the players love the coach. So just so many good things going for them. I don't know um, exactly who they're going to target and what kind of piece they need. It's kind of less less noticeable. Maybe you want a backup, one that can shoot the ball a little bit better than um, – it's not Trey Jones. It's the older Jones brother. I don't know why I'm going blank, but it's the older Jones brother. Um, I don't know why I can't think of it. It starts with a T, too. But you guys know what I'm talking about. Uh, maybe they just want a guy that can shoot a little bit better. Maybe. I don't know for sure. Um, The mock on Tankathon has him taking Dale and Terry, but he's off the board for me. Um, Marion uh, Bucamp is from the G League. Six, six and a half. Seven foot wingspan again. Um, Maybe they want a defensive stopper. You never know. Desmond Bain is definitely... um. Not the worst defender ever. And he can shoot the ball too. So, you know, you like that. Dylan Brooks is a very good defender as well. Um, you know, Jaw definitely has all the athletic tools to defend as well. So maybe you're looking at a, uh, at a, at a big because, you know, Steven Adams may not be there when this core is in their prime. Or maybe he's on the tail end. So maybe maybe you look to draft a big. But, you know, most of the, the, the later first-round picks that are mocked are guards and forwards. So you kind of got to look where to find that. And maybe you're looking for a small ball four because, you know, JJJ can play that five position. Maybe you're looking for a small ball four, you know, to go to in certain positions here. Jovic could have been nice, you know, a small ball four that could pass, but he's off the board for me. 
Um, Jake LaRiva, 6'8", out of Wake Forest, um, can definitely, definitely impact uh, 38% from three. Projected NBA percentage at 34.6, which is a little bit low, but 38% is very promising. Um, shot very, very good from the field, 55%, especially for a forward um, that attempted three-pointers as well. I mean, he, he actually attempted threes, and his field goal percentage was almost 56%. Um, true shooting percentage of almost 65, which is very promising as well. Um, just not a lot of holes in this man's uh, scouting report. So I just like it. It's a safe pick. He's an um, not old but not young. He's 20.64 years old. So, you know, closer to 21 than he is 20. But I like this pick for Memphis because they're just so good already. And, you know, maybe they're looking for another piece to make their lineup more interchangeable, I guess you could say. Add another dimension to their team. That's a better way to put it. Moving on to number 23. This pick has been rumored to be shopped a lot from Philly. I don't think Philly will have this pick by the end of draft night, to be honest. So I can't put much thought into this pick. Um, I don't really know who to mock here because there's so many teams that could end up with this pick. And I don't know. I don't think Philly's going to draft with it one bit. So... I'm just kind of, kind of leave that one as a toss up because I want, I, I want to assume that all these are not going to be traded, but it's so hard with Philly because it's kind of obvious that they're going to get traded, and you don't know who they're going to take. So at 24, Milwaukee is obviously a title contender with Giannis and K Mid and and um, Drew Holiday, but you want to draft here because they really have no young pieces basically besides Giannis and Grayson and Allen and Thanasis if you want to count him as well. So that's, but that's basically their young core. So you want to draft somewhere here, maybe go for a swing, maybe a Kennedy Chandler who was very high recruited um, coming into college. Um, he's only not even 20 years old yet. So, you know, a lot of promise there. Maybe you swing for the fences with Kennedy Chandler. Um, not even 6'1", six, 6'5", six, wingspan, but a good defender in terms of win shares and box plus minus and rating. Um you know, when he's very young, and maybe you go for this. Maybe you swing for the fences. Um, not, not, not a bad decision at all there. Uh, moving on to 25, which is also um, possession of the Spurs. I, again, don't know who they're going to pick because they have kind of a log jam at guard. They have like five or six guards, maybe a couple that can play forward. But I don't know how long, much longer Josh Richardson will be on this team which I just use that as a reason for them not to draft a guard, but maybe they don't draft a guard with their 20th pick, and at 25, maybe they, they start to consider drafting a younger guard. So maybe they they go here and they see Marion Bucamp here, um, who could definitely, definitely do some nice things, possibly. Did not shoot the ball well at all, but San Antonio has developed some players who could not shoot into some really good shooters. Example, Kawhi Leonard, um, even as recent as Keldon Johnson, who went from, you know, well north of 40% to way above 40%, one of the best shooters in the league on the catch. So um, I don't think that should pert- or stir them away from doing that at all. So, yeah, uh, moving on to 26 now, belongs to Houston. Um, I could see them swinging on Jaden Hardy here. Um, average 17.7 in the G League. Seen a lot of people say that this man has a, a pretty nice bag. He shot very low percentage in the G League, but he's not even 20 years old. 
and there's a lot of potential there. But I did have them already drafting a guard um, earlier in the round. I'm trying to find where it was. At 17, I had them drafting Ty Ty Washington. So, you know, maybe they don't, maybe they do. But I'm going to go ahead and label that as a Jaden Hardy draft pick right there. Um, the Warriors drafted a couple of nice forwards in Moses Moody and Jonathan Kaminga. So I don't see them picking their mock window more on Tankathon. Um, I could see them maybe drafting another backcourt mate for Jordan Poole. Um, Blake Wesley's mocked to go 30th. He's very, very young, 19.2 years old. Um, did not have the best season at Purdue. Or, um, excuse me, Notre Dame, sorry. Don't know why I said Purdue. Um, shot 40% from the field, 30% from three. But you could see them swinging again and developing because that Warrior staff is so good at developing talent and, you know, really seeing the best in players. So for their pick, I'm going to go Wendell Moore. Um, excuse me, Blake Wesley. Um, again, the Memphis Grizzlies, um, they could draft another, you know, tweener, um, between three and four, maybe that can play the small ball four, um, six, seven and a half Kendall Brown with a six eleven wingspan out of Baylor. He's much younger than my first pick for them. He's, um, barely 19. He's 19.12. Um, he did not shoot the three particularly well, but shot very efficiently from the field, um, can rebound the ball decently at five a game. Um, only averaged 10 points, but, you know, you don't really need a lot of scoring out of, out of this kind of pick. Maybe you're just drafting him to be in the system and be a system player. So for their pick, Kendall Brown is my guy. Or excuse me, did I say Kendall Brown? Yes, Kendall Brown is my guy. Um, and with the 30th pick for Denver, I like Wendell Moore. Six foot five and a half with a seven foot and a half wingspan, seven foot half inch wingspan, not seven foot six. Um, but I like this. There's a lot of defensive potential in a guard. They have him listed at small forward, but I, I feel like he could probably play the two possibly. Um, but he is listed at 217. That's kind of similar to a Lou Dort frame, except he's a couple inches taller. So I believe he could probably play the two. Possibly. But I like this a lot, and it's quite possible. So, um, I like this pick a lot. So, with my 30th pick for the Denver Nuggets, give me Wendell Moore out of Duke. I want to disclaim something really quick. Um, I'm not 100% sure if I included Malachi Branham because I'm pretty sure that I had him in my lottery mock, but I skimmed the podcast to try and find where I had him. I'm pretty sure I had him at 12, but where I skimmed, I couldn't find any concrete evidence that I said it, but I'm pretty sure I had him going 12. If I didn't have him and I completely skipped him, um, I would definitely want Malachi Branham to end up in Houston. Probably would be my other option if I didn't have him going 12. I would have Branham going to Houston at 17. So, yeah. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate all you guys. We appreciate all you guys. Make sure to hit the follow and the five-star. We're grinding really hard, you know, um, to give you guys the best content we possibly can every single week. Um, you know, you can probably expect us to bump up to two episodes, um, possibly soon, two episodes a week. So, yeah, we appreciate y'all so much. God bless y'all. Hope y'all tune into the draft. We're going to go live. See y'all then. Thunder up. Impressed who we trust. Yo, what's going on, guys? This is Athan the Random Andrew on Twitter here. Back again to do the 15 through 30 
NBA 2022 mock draft. The first part, the lottery, was on our podcast episode earlier this week. Check it out if you haven't. Please give us feedback. Check it out. It was me, at Max Gilgis, at OKC Flow, Trey Manburner, Mike Muscalistan. It was all of our 1 through 14s. Our, mine was a lot different than those two. So, <laughs> check it out, please. And now, here we are with the second half. Let's get right into it. So, number 15. 15th overall pick, the Charlotte Hornets select Malachi Branham. Now, after picking Mark Williams at number 13, I feel like this is exactly what Charlotte needs. After center, the Charlotte's biggest need is defense and shooting on the perimeter. And here they are. Malachi Branham has shown incredible flashes of being a great scorer off the dribble and off the catch, along with his defensive potential with his lanky frame. He's extremely young. He's shown great defensive potential. Just because of his mentality. Defense is all about mentality. He is extremely competitive. He's extremely young. He's 19 years old. He's a great shooter. He's a competitive defender. He's a great shooter in all facets, not just catch and shoot. He can pull up mid-range, three-pointer, off the dribble, you know, anything. He struggles as a ball handler, but this is Charlotte. You have LaMelo Ball, you have Terry Rozier, you have Miles Bridges, other players that are going to create their own shots. I think he fits right in with some highly competitive defense and a very nice jumper. I think he fits right in in Charlotte with the rest of those young guys. Now, at number 16, I have the Atlanta Hawks selecting Tari Eason, power forward out of LSU. I believe this pick will get packaged with John Collins for either Rudy Gobert or like number 7 from the Trailblazers. One of those two. So, we're not doing any trades in this mock draft. So, Atlanta keeps this pick. I have them picking Tari Eason, kind of a John Collins-like player. Though he's better at creating his own shot off the dribble and off off the drive and off the dribble. He's much better at creating his own shot than John Collins is. Though he is still a good pick and roll player. He's very rangy. He's like a hawk on defense. Running around, causing mayhem. This is mainly because of his crazy athleticism that he shows off on drives and LSU's press scheme that they run on defense. But I think he fits right in there in Atlanta. Slide him in next to Inyeka Okongwu on the bench. Or start him if you end up trading John Collins. Plug him in next to the number 7 overall pick or Rudy Gobert. Alright, now at number 17 I have the Houston Rockets finally selecting Jalen Duran, center out of Memphis. Now, after Christian Wood was trading, this immediately became their biggest need. I like Alfred Shingun as much as the next guy. But on defense, he's awful. <laughs> He's gifted on offense. He's a nice playmaker, but on defense, he's god-awful. So, Jalen Duran, he fills in those gaps. He's a wonderful rebounder. He's a dog. He's got that dog in him. He's a wonderful rebounder, extremely competitive. Made the best out of a bad situation in Memphis with a bunch of messy stuff going on in Memphis. He made the best out of it. He was extremely competitive, extremely high energy, talented on offense and defense, but more so defense in the glass, though he is a capable scorer and lob threat. I think he fits right in in Houston, next to Shingun, or behind Shingun, or in front of Shingun, whichever one. I think he'll do great. Now, 
pick number 18, the 18th overall pick in the 2022 NBA draft, the Chicago Bulls select EJ Liddell, power forward at OSU. Now, EJ Liddell is kind of like Tari Eason, except on defense, instead of just being a rangy hawk, he is a Draymond Green type of leader. He led OSU on defense in the Big Ten tournament and in the NCAA tournament. He led them. He's also a very, very capable and gifted scorer from inside and outside. He's a 38% three-point shooter. He's very capable of scoring inside and outside, off the dribble, off the cut, pick and roll, anything, everything you want for him on offense. He is capable, but he is extremely power-based. He bullies people down low. If that will translate, that's the question. That's why he goes after Tari Eason here, because his game might have a little bit of trouble translating. He's all about power and pushing people off to create space. We'll have to see. He's a little small, 6'7 or 6'8. So, we'll see if he can translate that to the NBA. Now, at number 19, I have the Minnesota Timberwolves selecting Kennedy Chandler, point guard out of Tennessee. Now, Kennedy Chandler fits right in on that bench to kind of lead the charge in Minnesota. In Tennessee, he was very assertive at times, but he also laid off at times. Here, he's going to need to be very assertive on this bench unit. Kennedy Chandler would be wonderful to run the bench next to Patrick Beverly. He'd be very nice next to Patrick Beverly, Jalen Noel, Nas Reed, because he's a very capable playmaker. He can find shooters. Malik Beasley, he can find these shooters that they have all over the floor. He can find those guys down low like Jared Vanderbilt, who are always high energy. But he can also create his own shot. Not as well as D'Angelo Russell can, but he can create his own shot. He's got a nice pull-up mid-range game that he showed off in the tourney. I think he fits right in there in Minnesota. Now, at number 20, I have the San Antonio Spurs selecting Jalen Williams, shooting guard out of Santa Clara. At Santa Clara, Jalen Williams was primarily an on-ball scorer. He was a baller in Santa Clara. It was what he did. He created his own shot. He created points. He was a nice playmaker. He's very, very efficient in the pick and roll. Now, in San Antonio, he won't be given the keys, obviously, because DeJounte Murray. But I think it would be he would be extremely good, as he did show he could play along other players. He did show he could play along other players at the draft combine, five-on-five games. He showed nice cutting, and he showed very, very, very high effort on defense. He's six foot six, one ninety, very long wingspan. I think he'll fit right in there in San Antonio with Pop. He'll be another defensive anchor next to Dejounte Murray up high and with Jakob Pertl down low, along with San Antonio's number nine overall pick, Jeremy Sochan. My mock draft here. I think he fits really, really well on defense. I think it'll be an extremely defensive team in San Antonio. Now Denver. I have Denver. At pick number 21, selecting Nikola Jovic, small forward out of Serbia. Now, my theory behind this pick is that the Nuggets are not confident in Michael Porter Jr. They've paid him a lot of money. He has not in any way paid that money back. <laughs> not on the floor. It's been awful. It's It's been bad. 
So, Nikola Jovic, a little bit of insurance. He's a unicorn, obviously. He's from Serbia. His name is Nikola. Yeah, he's a unicorn. But he does play that small forward role. He is very capable. He's a very, 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 very nice playmaker. It's what he does, almost. He's like Jokic. He's a good playmaker. He's got good handle. He measures very similar to Michael Porter Jr. 6'10", 215, 7-foot wingspan. He's like Michael Porter Jr., except he's got that foreign magic to him. He knows how to pass. He knows how to dribble. He's not just all scoring. So I think that would kind of help the Nuggets, especially if Michael Porter Jr. can't come back. I think that gives them something else. Either coming off the bench or starting if Michael Porter Jr. doesn't work out. Now, Memphis. I pick number 22. I have them selecting Kendall Brown, small forward out of Baylor. Kendall Brown struggled at multiple points this past collegiate season, especially in the tourney. But he's a project guy. He's only 19 years old. Memphis is a team that can afford to take a project guy that is extremely athletic, extremely high motor. He fits right in in Memphis. He just needs time to develop. He needs the right players around him. I think Memphis is perfect for that. That's why I have them picking him. Kendall Brown, small forward, Baylor. Now, pick number 23, Philadelphia 76ers. I have them selecting Walker Kessler, center out of Auburn. The reason I have them, the reason I have the Philadelphia 76ers picking a center is because of their struggles in the playoffs. When Joel Embiid was off the floor, the Philadelphia 76ers had nothing down low. They didn't have a rebounder. They didn't have a score. They didn't have anything. Walker Kessler can be anything you need him to be down low. He's not too good at stretching the floor, but when you have him down low, he will get boards. He will eat shots. He averaged a ridiculous amount of blocks. It was, I think it was almost five blocks a game. Hold on. Let me check real quick. You guys sit right there and wait for me to find this. Walker Kessler sent out Auburn. Six. Nope. Nope. 4.6 blocks a game. He eats shots on the interior. He eats rebounds. He is exactly what the Philadelphia 76ers need off the bench. I think I feel he's the perfect pick for the 76ers here. Now, at number 24, I have the Milwaukee Bucks selecting Christian Braun. I feel like Christian Braun can play the Wesley Johnson role where he's running around, shooting. Wesley, Wesley Braun, I'm so sorry. Christian Braun, shooting guard out of Kansas. I feel like he can play the Wesley Matthews role in Milwaukee. He can run around, hit shots, play competitive defense, doesn't have to dribble the ball, doesn't have to create too much on his own. He just runs around, catches, shoots. He's a very capable shooter. He's high energy on defense. I feel like that would be all he'd have to do in Milwaukee, and I feel like that suits him perfectly. Now, at pick number 25, I have the San Antonio Spurs selecting Dalen Terry, point guard slash small forward out of Arizona. Now, Dalen Terry is a very, very, very special player. I feel like San Antonio will trade one of these picks here. They pick number 9, number 20, and number 25. I feel like they will trade one of those picks, but once again, no trades here. Dalen Terry is a six foot seven, 195-pound point guard. He's only 19 years old. Uh, scouts and professionals raved about him after getting to talk with him per ESPN's pre-draft analysis. 
And I quote, League executives we spoke with consistently raved about Terry's interviews, citing his competitiveness, feel for the game, and engagement personality. This kid is 19 years old. He's six foot seven. He's not even 200 pounds. I mean, he, his mechanics are wonky. He shoots weird, but he is a shooter. He can shoot. He can create. He can do almost anything you ask him to do. He's a jack of all trades, master of none. But he's extremely energetic. He can do almost anything you need him to do on defense and on offense. He's very, 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 very high upside. He's a high upside guy. I think that fits perfectly with the Spurs' philosophy of developing young players. They still have Joshua Primo. So I think Dale and Terry fits right in at that forward spot. I think he could step in and he could ball out. Now... With Houston's third pick in the draft, they took Ben Carroll, they took Duran. I have them now taking Blake Wesley, shooting guard out of Notre Dame. Now Blake Wesley is six foot five, one hundred eighty-five pounds. Tournament didn't do so well. Didn't do so well in the tournament, but that is okay. He is extremely good at creating his own shot he's a competitive defender but he does suffer from turnovers games a little too fast sometimes he's a little indecisive I feel like he fits right in in Houston next to KPJ and Jalen Green where he will get his opportunities to handle the ball but it's not going to be too much for him he has people to help him he has other guys who can take the load off of him and allow him to develop at his own pace, not rushed, shoved into any situation. He's going to a situation with plenty of ball handlers where I feel like he can figure his game out. Now at number 27, I have Miami taking a real project. Patrick Baldwin Jr., PB&J, power forward out of Milwaukee. Patrick Baldwin Jr. was supposed to go top five a year, maybe two years ago, but... Things were not good. He's been injured. He's been it's been rough. So he's falling down here to Miami. Miami, their staff, they can get a lot out of a high energy athletic guy like Patrick Baldwin Jr. I think you work him, you mold him into a shooter and a defender. I think he could be very, very solid for Miami. After PJ Tucker retires, I think he'd slide right in there. Now Memphis, I have Memphis taking another, not as much of a project player as Kendall Brown was, but Marjan Beauchamp, shooting guard from the G League Unite, Unite, Ignite, sorry. He's a very, very, very talented scorer. He's an extreme scorer. He's a very, very, very good scorer. It's what he does, really. He scores. He's great off the pull-up, drive, can shoot. Not always extremely consistent, but sometimes he looks like the best player on the floor, and that's just the truth. He exploded here with the G League. Wasn't always the best defender, but he's six foot six, seven foot one wingspan. He's got a real motor. He can defend any position really when he puts his mind to it. He's, I think he's going to be really, really good for Memphis. I think he's kind of like Dylan Brooks. I think he'll learn a lot from Dylan Brooks in Memphis. 
with the shooting, with the defense, with the competitive fire. I think he'll learn a lot. Now, last pick in the draft, the former Oklahoma City Thunder pick, now with the Denver Nuggets after the Jermichael Green trade. I have them selecting small forward Wendell Moore Jr. out of Duke. Now, Wendell Moore was at Duke, so he was very low on the totem pole with shooters, playmakers, all that kind of stuff. But he was very important, very versatile on defense and created his own shot when he needed to. I think that would work really well with the Denver Nuggets. Timely shot making, shot creation. He's got room to develop behind Nikolajovic and Michael Porter Jr., I think he'd be, he could be really good for Denver. High upside guy there. All right, that's my mock draft. It was kind of shaky. A little rough at times, but I got it done, and I like it. I like this mock draft. I think a lot of teams get what they need with this mock draft. So thank you guys for listening. I'll see you guys next time out. Thunder up. What's up, guys? Uh, welcome back to the Spark Plug Podcast. It's uh, Trey, a.k.a. OKC Flow. Um, sadly, we cannot all be... In the call today, um, Max is having some internet issues again, uh, so we're doing it individually, and we're just gonna spice them together. Um, we, once again, with Max's internet, um, we may or may not be able to go live for the draft tomorrow. Um, hopefully, we will be able to, and I will, will tweet out on the spark plug podcast twitter account and our personal accounts if we do go live it would be on um instagram if or not on instagram on youtube on the uh, uh spark plug youtube or on max's channel um i also want to say i have started a youtube it is um capital gw gaming and takes um i'm going to be uploading uh, like Madden, 2K, MLB, franchise series, and maybe some of the, like, uh, my team, Ultimate Team, Diamond Dynasty. And then I'm also be doing film, breakdown of prospects, players, teams, whatever you guys want to see. Um, and then if I, where, if I go to games, you guys might see some vlogs of games or summer league or drafts or whatever. Um. But yeah, I'm going to start popping out on YouTube. Um, It's something I've wanted to do for a long time, and now I have the ability to do that because of you guys on Twitter and on the podcast. So thank you. And also thank you to my co-host, Andrew and um, Max. Y'all are are amazing. Y'all are great guys. Um, But yeah, let's get into the mock draft. Uh. With the 15th overall pick in the 2022 NBA Draft, I have the Charlotte Hornets selecting Ty Ty Washington. Um, He's a great versatile guard who showed himself to be able to play off and on ball and able to score efficiently and effectively uh, on both both ways. Um, He's also very adequate on defense. He has the... uh, Ability to get steals and body up in the paint for rebounds. And he also doesn't get into foul trouble much when he goes for those steals. Um, he's pretty aggressive. I wouldn't say he's really aggressive on defense. 
um, he's not very aggressive in general. He's a pretty, um, with him being off ball, he isn't ball, like ball dominant and he, he lets other people make the plays for him. Um, I think he's a great fit alongside LaMelo with a, since he's a defensive off ball guard, that's like exactly what the Hornets have been looking for, um, to match up with LaMelo. So yeah, 15th, I have tie-dye Washington. So with the 16th overall pick in the 2022 NBA draft, I have the Hawks selecting Jaden Hardy, um, Hardy is just a bucket who can score from all three levels of the court. Um, he also has a really well-carved out three-point step back. Um, just looks very fluent going through it and using it. Um, and then he also does drive into the paint a lot and kick out. He has the uh, IQ to do that and not turn the ball over or get tripped up or whatever. Um his efficiency from three-point with G League Ignite was overall less than 30%, but he he has a really amazing catch-and-shoot ability for his long position at 6'4". And his 6'9 wingspan projects to be a very capable, help him be a very capable defender. Uh, just be able to out-reach out, uh, other smaller guards and even help him guard against wings. Um, but yeah, I think Jaden Hardy is a good fit to go alongside Trey, um, and I'd, I'd like to see that a lot, so Jaden Hardy at 16. And then, uh, with the 17th overall pick in the 2022 NBA draft, I have the Rockets selecting Tariq Eason. Uh, Eason, Tariq is a very, uh, versatile defender who can guard positions, from the one to the four. Um, he has the size of the guard, the big heavy power forwards, and the quick feet to quick feet availability to guard guys uh to guard what was I to guard guards and um quick wings. Um Tariq is a lot like Deshaun Tate, just a little bit bigger and a little heavier. Um I definitely understand the question mark of this choice with them having Deshaun Tate, but I think that's an elite defensive duo in a year or two. Um, a lot of people have to reason even where they had uh, where Sohan on the same level as Sohan. I don't agree with it, but I can definitely see why they would think that. Um, but Therese Eason also has a pretty well uh, offensive game. He's a promising developmental shooter. Uh, improved his three throw shooting from 57% to 80 in two college seasons and also went from a 24.1 three point shooter to a 35.9. So definitely developed really well with his shooting. Um, and if he can convert that to the NBA and develop even more, he's going to be dangerous. He'll definitely be a bucket getter and once again, be able to rely on his, um, defensive ability as well. So that's Therese, Therese Eason at 17. And then at 18, I have the Bulls taking Jalen Dern. Um, I know they have Vooch 
Um, but Vooch was uh, definitely inconsistent last season. And I'm pretty sure he went down with injury at one point. So I could see them going. And it sounds like they are looking for a big man. They've been linked to Rudy, but I'm not high on Rudy. So I have them going with Jalen Dern. In my mock draft, I have them falling all the way to 18. I know some people have them a lock as for the lottery, but not as high on Jalen as most people. I'm higher on um, Mark Williams, like you guys saw in the in the um, last episode, but. Sorry. Jalen is um, a very explosive athlete above the rim. He's a great finisher and can be a lob threat, which I would love to see Lonzo throwing lobs to him. He's also a really good uh, shot blocker um, for a team that struggles with consistent big man play. Um, Like I said, Vooch, it's seeming like they might want to move on, so... Here's your move. Here's your replacement. Um, Jalen Dern is also a versatile defender. Can move his feet very well for a center at nearly 250 pounds. Good lateral uh, quickness. Relentless on the glass. Gives great effort and energy. And he's also really good at giving second chance uh, points with his rebounding. Fight for the ball hard. He's a he's a dog, as they say. Um, but no, I have Jalen Dern going to the Bulls at 18. So at 19, I have the Wolves selecting uh, Kennedy Chandler. Kennedy's a quick uh, quick enough to beat defenders off the dribble. Um, he's a nice point guard. With them having the possibility of trading D'Lo. Um, I definitely could see them looking for a guard or even just calf- drafting Kennedy as a, a backup for D'Lo. Um, but I like I like Kennedy's fit with Ant and um, Cat. So uh, Kennedy's an excellent defender in his size with very quick feet and aggressiveness to get up on the guys, get up on guys and fight for the ball. Natural passer who's great at feeding to playmakers, which once again would fit very well with um, Cat and it. I think the biggest question in uh, Kennedy's game is if he will be able to translate a three-point shot over to the NBA. And um, I, I believe he will, but it's definitely something to monitor and watch. So that I have Kennedy Chandler going at 19. From here, I think I'm going to mostly just read off. Once I get to around 25, I think I'm going to read off, just read off the names. I don't need to get into it much unless it's a player I really like, um, which will be like two or three. So, at 20, I have the Spurs Jake taking EJ Little, uh, a skilled offensive player that can make Matchup problems for defenders with his size and length at 6'7", 243 pounds. He's a uh, potential small ball, 5 with his rebounding potential as well, shot as well as shot blocking. Um, he's also, once again, just like Jalen Dern, a really good second chance scorer. He, you see him get up there and put it back a lot and also 
bring the rebound down and pass out to an open three. Um, needs to get his three point. <laughs> needs to get his three point shot solidified. Just needs to work on release and pull up, but could. But could be a dangerous three point shooter when he does. Um, I don't know about dangerous. I definitely think he could be be a well, a very well um, endowed three point shooter. Um, and I think the Spurs, he he could play the four or like I said, play small ball five for them, and that's something they've been. They Spurs really just need. They need defense and they need scoring. Um, it's not very much posi- positional value. It's more we need we just need players that are solid enough to put up points for us, but then also not get beat on defense. Um, so at twenty, I have the Spurs taking EJ Little. Like I said, pretty solid. At 21, I have the Nuggets selecting Jalen Williams. Um, He's a long athlete, measured 6'6", with a 7'1 wingspan at the draft combine. Great spot-up shooter. He hit just shy from 40% from three range in the final season at Santa Clara. And uh, rated in 97th percentile as a a spot-up shooter. Um... Very, very good. I think the Nuggets have been looking for a shooter in a while to go with Jokic. Um, I know they have Jamal Murray, and he's returning this season. I think uh, Jalen would be a perfect two for Jalen, or for Jamal, uh, Jalen and Jamal. But no, I think Jalen would be a great two to go alongside, alongside Jamal. Um yeah, and then Jalen, <clears throat> Jalen is also a smart cutter with his high IQ and availability to make great plays would fit really well with Jokic not having to have, Jalen doesn't need to have the ball in his hands as much, and also Jokic doesn't have to be the only person to play make on that court, um, once again, I know Jamal's coming back, so he won't be, but that's even another option for a playmaker on that team. So that's why I have Jalen Williams going to uh, the Nuggets at 21. Grizzlies at 22, I have them selecting Kendall Brown. Uh, explosive athlete. Had the second highest leaping vertical at the NBA Draft Combine at 41.5 inches. That lines up a lot with how he plays as he loads up and can make plays above the rim. He has very good positional size at 6'8". He's one of the longest wings and he uses that to his advantage uh, mostly on defense. He's not the most solidified uh, offensive threat and I don't think they really need that. They have their scorers um, but he's, he's a lot like Dylan Brooks and they need even more defense, so I could definitely see them going after a Kendall Brown um, late in the first round. I also see them having a high chance of trading out of this pick. Um, 
since they pick again near the end? No. No, they don't. I don't know what I'm talking about. This is their pick. Um, But no, yeah, I definitely see Kendall uh, Brown being an option for them. At 23, I have the uh, 76ers selecting Patrick Baldwin Jr. Um, He plays very well on the perimeter, uh, quickly, and has fluidly um, for your size. His long-term upside as an outside shooter is better than uh, his 26.6 three-point mark at Milwaukee suggests. Can be a mismatch on block. Can be a mismatch on blocks against smaller guards and wings. Good playmaker as well as can be be a good rebounder with putting on a little bit more weight. Um, He's not the heaviest guy, but he's also not light. I think if he puts on a little bit more muscle, his his rebounding will definitely come around. Um, I like his fit alongside uh, Joel. Jo- eh, Joel Embiid, and with them also possibly moving Tobias Harris, I think that's also also a um definitely positive in the Patrick Baldwin camp. Um, I know some people say that they should be drafting another guard, but I just don't see a guard being there at twenty three. That's worth it. Um, so that's why I have them picking uh Patrick. Patrick Baldwin Jr. at 23. So at 24, I have the Bucks taking Walker Kessler, a great uh, center forward at Auburn. He ex- uh, excels at scoring on on off ball play, off ball motion plays, as well as can develop to be a good post scorer. Uh, has stretch big potential, solid rebounder, and decent defender. But his biggest skill is definitely his ability to knock down threes. Um, th- that's real. I I like comparing him to Brook Lopez a lot. He's a younger Brook Lopez. He's also really tall. Um, I'm pretty sure seven or seven one. I might be overdoing him though. I think he's six eleven, seven foot, seven one range. I know he's really tall, but no. Yeah, I like his outside three-point potential. Um, they've been looking... Their their biggest need on that team, which is just a championship favorite in a year that that core is there, um, is outside shooters. They have Pat Con- Connaughton and Grayson Allen. Um, but adding a big man, three-point shooter would just put their team... Right there, back into the NBA Finals, I believe. So, that is Walker Kessler at 24. And then at 25, I have the Spurs taking Dalen Terry. Um, Not going to say much. Excellent defensive upside and embraces challenging assignments. A real secondary ball facilitator on offense who takes care of the ball and makes smart and right and makes smart in the right passes. Um, I think he could go right up with uh, DeJounte Murray pretty well. Um, Spurs have three first-round picks in this draft, so they can really do anything with these picks. I would not be surprised to see them package two of them, the move up possibly, 
or trade out of a pick. Um, just with how many pick, how many first round picks they do have, uh, the Spurs will definitely be setting sitting pretty good after this draft. Um, at twenty six, at the Rockets taking Blake Wesley and the agile and athletic quick, athletic downhill attacker with a very good quick first step and has a nice way to get around players to lay it up in paint and projects as a high upside defender. Um, this is just another bench guard for the Rockets after taking their big in the top three and then taking, uh, I had them taking, where are they at, where are they at, uh, where, hold on, Tariq Eason, so a f- uh, forward slash wing. Um, so they add another guard to match up with, uh, KP, KPJ, Jalen Green. I think he fits really well with him because he is that slasher that can come off the bench and put up points for them. And then he also can stay on the court and be that defensive guy late in games, I believe. Um, so yeah, I have him going at 26 to the Rockets. Uh, Heat, Wendell Moore Jr. Um, he can play, can play comfortably on or off ball. Very versatile on defense with uh, (coughs) physicality and quickness that makes him be able to guard positions one to four. Also, was pretty efficient in college. Um, the Heat are once again one of those teams where they don't need much. Um. And just adding more and more depth is helpful, and that's definitely what Wendell Moore will come in and do, is be that depth depth that they need when players go down. Um, So, yeah, I have Wendell Moore Jr. going at 27 to the Heat. Warriors, I have them picking Jake Lavrave. Just a... They could do anything with this pick, um... I think he definitely has very good offensive versatility. If they needed him to come in, he could come in and put up points. Um, I like his developmental uh, status in that organization. I think he could develop really well. Um, So I I have the Warriors taking him at 28. And then at 29, I have the Grizzlies taking Orlando Robinson. He has good size at seven foot who uses his frame well in rebounding and defending the paint. Can create and has offensive versatility to extend his shot to the three-point line. Shot 35.2% from behind the arc as a junior. So I was right, yeah, the Grizzlies have the had the 29 pick. Um So yeah, they have they have two first round picks. I could definitely see them trying to move up if possible. But yeah, I like Orlando Robinson for them a lot. He's that um, backup center for uh, Kiwi, Steven Adams. Um, and he's pretty much like the opposite of Kiwi at in some ways. He's re- he's tall, definitely taller than Kiwi um, at the 7 foot. And his wingspan, I, I don't have it written down, but I'm sure it's crazy. Crazy wingspan. Um... I definitely see him developing into a great uh, center, backup center. 
Um, the rebounding and defending the paint is definitely, I think, the biggest thing. Um, Kiwi's a great defender, but just with some of the taller guys, having Orlando Robinson in your pocket for him to come out and guard those guys would be uh, definitely something the Grizzlies would want to option into. And then 30, I have the Nuggets selecting, selecting Nikolai uh, Jovic. So the Nuggets... Get the other Nikolai to pair with Jokic, and he was one of the most unknown prospects in this draft at only 19 years old. Versatile playmaker with an advanced offensive repertoire for his age, and, and he's a pretty well-endowed uh, outside shooter who can attack and close out with quality uh, ball handling to find a better look. I don't know much about Nikolai Jovic, um, but... Uh, from what I've read, I could tell he's just a pretty much a project. He's a he's a real project that a team could definitely take a chance on just to see how it pans out. And really, I see the Nuggets being a team like that. They just need help scoring any from anybody. So I like uh, I like him going to the Nuggets at thirty. So yeah, that's that's the draft. Um, let me know you, what you guys think, how each of us did, add us, tell us um, who you would have picked, and uh, this will be in a shorter format coming on Twitter uh, with just our picks, not the explanations. So make sure you watch the watch this episode all the way through so you can hear the explanations for the picks, but then also they'll be up on the Twitter. So yeah. Thank you guys for sticking with us. I know, once again, it's a different episode. We're not all together. Miss the guys. Um, but we will be back together again um, shortly. Just got to wait for the internet situation to get fixed out. But as always, guys, thunder up and uh, peace. God bless.